Magneto Funky, number 49. It's Monday, December 4th, 2017. Hey, Larry here, in the pursuit of grid power to the people. This week, it's time for another situation report, as we're all about to kick into another gear, just in time for the happy holidays. The music, uh, like last week, remains in the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, This time, it's a sampling from two islands of blue in vast seas of red hats, Atlanta, Georgia, and Asheville, North Carolina.
that was Powerline, a 2014 release by Today the Moon, Tomorrow the Sun, an alternative neo-new wave electro-noise pop quartet from Atlanta, who some folks have given subgenre labels like dreamy disco punk, bulletproof dance jams, and indie electro fuzz rock. Uh, they've been kicking it since 2009, gigging their asses off and releasing tunes. The latest is a thumper called Odette, and they got a ton of videos you can check out on the YouTube. Nice. Hey, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, weekly international podzine of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod pages are 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and facebook.com slash 1223studios. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in grid theory, the theory had to take a back seat to the real-life goings-on as I went through the first full week of the new job. Uh, even though it's a temporary gig, hey, you still got to treat it like a full-time gig and adjust your routines, etc., etc., as well as consider the changes that everybody is facing as the chewing gum and chicken wire regime is starting to desperately flail because it hears the clock ticking. But I'll save that for the Geek Notes rant. Uh, anyway, this is the fifth situation report, mainly because my options have changed a bit. Uh, some of the things I plan to do can be moved up, like my starter battery bank. Uh, I can focus on getting two 12-volt, 30-amp-hour batteries instead of just one, which will get me comfortably past a level two grid down. Oh, that's three hours. Uh, I can now consider a grid-tied automatic 20-amp transfer switch instead of a manual, because at least one short outage happened in the building when I wasn't here. And a mini solar setup is back on the back burner. Oh, the supercapacitor boost box and the AC hand crank also share back burner space with the ultra low voltage jewel thief, along with one more item I'll mention later. Uh, meanwhile, I was considering a brief profile of John Hutchison, uh, one of the people behind the crystal power cells I've been playing with, but because he's alive and well and still doing his thing, in my initial research, I discovered that there's still a very active campaign of opposition and so-called debunkery about him, his past and present interactions with various governments, uh, the U.S. and Canada mostly, and particularly the Hutchison effect, which I just started to look into, which will actually take much longer than a week for me to get a handle on. The hell, I don't even want to contact him yet until I know enough to know to not ask the same dumbass questions as everybody else. 
Yeah, well, like I said, this time it's short and sweet. So uh, we'll be coming back with lab notes on an anode glitch with the Sunstone battery. Okay, uh, back to the stage. While I await more submissions from the Bay Area, uh, let's continue my sampling of tunes all curated at Reverb Nation with the exception of this first one. Promises, submitted recently by the previously featured Kay Jizzle, the musician, producer, and performer out of Stone Mountain, Georgia, who inspired this week's musical survey south of the Mason-Dixon. And besides, Stone Mountain is close enough to Atlanta to be a suburb, so it's all good.
Okay, uh, next up, from Asheville, we have Lovely Days by Silver Machine, an experimental space rock alternative outfit formed in 2008 who blend funky bass, drum grooves, shimmering guitars, synthesizer effects, filtered vocal harmonies, and a theremin into the mix. Uh, this tune is from a 2012 project, the first ever original soundtrack to George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, which was released in October that year, with the highest picture quality ever mastered to DVD. Oh, uh, all their tunes can be streamed for free or downloaded from their website, dubsilver-machine.net.
Okay. Uh, we wrap the set with an alternative blues alt-rock number, Muddy, by Stoney Taylor out of Atlanta. Mr. Taylor has been dubbed one of the most unique vocalists, singer-songwriters, and performers to navigate the underground scene in Atlanta. And by the way, he just finished playing a gig last Thursday at the Mad Life stage in Woodstock, Georgia. Mama said, look at him, boy, in this dissonance land. Keep your eyes over your shoulders. Yeah, look out for the man. For things won't go as planned. If you don't keep it steadfast, your eyes must be on the sparrow. Your dreams must last now. If you don't find your way home soon, it'll all come down. It'll all come down. notes okay today the 4th of december the impeachment barbecue is getting better and better and the first rack of baby back ribs is about to hit the grill which explains why orange queenie is flailing like a slumlord being sued again trying to provoke a nuclear war and a civil war with those british nazi video tweets and obstruction of justice whining about the FBI. Meanwhile, the cynical San Francisco Klan memorial to the tragically killed Kate Steinle just reminds me there's no cynical Antifa Charlottesville memorial to the intentionally murdered Heather Heyer. Meanwhile, the GFY GOP, which should be renamed the Kill the Poor Party, managed to pass their scribbled tax revenge bill, still to be reconciled before the ink is dry, which we should all treat the same way they treated the Affordable Care Act. Never a done deal. And here's a thought. Since they think they've saved those poor, oppressed billionaire benefactors by killing the evil safety net, 
why don't we all just send our hospital bills next year directly to the Koch brothers or your favorite radical rich entitled asshole because that's exactly where the money's going. Uh, but as for next year's midterms, I sincerely hope the Democratic Party doesn't start acting like they've already won and plan to take a proper reckoning off the table while there's still a tired Hillary Bernie circular soap opera going on. And yeah, I'm talking to you, Susan Sarandon. I got two words for you. Not helping. And for that matter, as long as the Democratic Party red dog leadership is still terrified of being labeled the party of, in the vernacular, Negroes, feminazis, and queers, and won't even acknowledge the demographic that's actually holding them up, black women, and not Wall Street. Y'all may not have the 2018 results, some already claiming, which, if they do happen, will happen despite you. Hell, we still don't know how this uh, special election in Alabama is going to turn out. But anyway, happy holidays, and let's just run the dates. Okay, uh, today, December 4th, uh, we have an event going on in Chi-Town. Shut down LaSalle Street to protest the GOP tax scam. Uh, that's going to be happening from 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, centered around 300 South LaSalle Street. Ooh, that's right there at the Board of Trade. <laughs> uh, they say they want you to meet at 5 p.m. at the plaza just east of LaSalle on Jackson. Uh, that's hosted by Indivisible Chicago and nine other groups. Corporations are not the real job creators, and this tax cut isn't going to create any jobs. Government can create jobs by taxing the rich and using that money to employ people to build and maintain infrastructure and provide the many services needed by people in our communities. Amen to that. Okay, uh, December the 5th is International Volunteer Day and World Soil Day. And in science news, on this date in 1969, the nascent ARPANET grew to four nodes when ARPA, the U.S. Department of Defense's Advanced Research Projects Agency, connected computer network nodes at four universities, UCLA, Stanford, UC Santa Barbara, and the University of Utah. This network of networks eventually evolved into what became known as the Internet of the mid-1980s. It didn't need a friggin' ISP, did it? Uh, also on the 5th, we have an event, Deport ICE. The resolution to end cooperation with ICE happening from 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at the Oakland City Hall, uh, 1 Frank Ogawa Plaza in Oakland. The Public Safety Committee will debate a resolution from City Council members Desley Brooks and Rebecca Kaplan to end all Oakland Police Department cooperation with ICE after assistance in an August 16th raid violated the city's sanctuary policy. Now, at an October 5th investigation and hearing that the OPD chief did not attend, Oakland's Privacy Commission concluded that the raid violated the policy and several statements made by OPD Chief Ann Kirkpatrick about the raid were false. 
Bay Area residents who want sanctuary legislation taken seriously around the Bay should attend. Let's see, uh, for December 6th, uh, that's St. Nicholas's Day. And December 7th is Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day and International Civil Aviation Day. We have a science date. In 1972, Apollo 17, the sixth and last U.S. moon mission, blasted off from Cape Canaveral. Flight Commander Eugene Cernan was the last man on the moon. With him on the voyage of the command module America and the lunar module Challenger were Ronald Evans, the pilot, and Harrison H. Jack Schmidt, the lunar module pilot. In maneuvering Challenger to a landing at Taurus Littro, located on the southeast edge of Mare Serenitatis, Cernan and Schmidt activated a base of operations from which they completed three highly successful excursions to the nearby craters and the Taurus Mountains, making the moon their home for over three days. The mission returned on December 19th. And, you know, it would be better to say that that's the last mission we all know about. And we have events for the 7th. Uh, we have the Flash Fiction Collective Flashathon happening from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at Alley Cat Books, 3036 24th Street here in the city. Uh, join hosts Jane Siabatari and Grant Faulkner during the best storytelling time of the year for the third annual Flashathon. There's dozens of stories in 90 minutes, holiday cheer, plus books make great gifts. And there's going to be a packed roster of authors reading. Cool. And there's another meeting, uh, Save Net Neutrality, by the TWC contingent, happening from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, outside the Market Street Verizon store at 768 Market Street. The Tech Workers Coalition will be one of many groups showing up at the Verizon store to protest FCC bridge troll Agit Pai's attempt to repeal net neutrality and hand over internet governance to corporations like Verizon, which dearly want to install both a toll booth and a Gaza Strip checkpoint on the information superhighway. Okay, let's see, for December the 8th, uh, we have another event. Uh, Tongo Eisen Martin, Tony Robles, and Aaron Hurd will be reading at 34 Trinity Arts and News. It's from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at 34 Trinity Place here in the city. Uh, this is going to be the second installment of their monthly reading series uh, with music by Ephemera. And as always, Alley Neighbors Escape from New York Pizza will stay open late for pizza and booze. Oh, and if you don't know where that is, that's downtown between Montgomery and Kearney. Let's see, for December 9th, uh, that's International Anti-Corruption Day. And on this date in 1968, the first demonstration of the use of a computer mouse was given at the American Federation of Information Processing Society's Fall Joint Computer Conference at Stanford. The mouse's inventor, Doug Engelbart, 
and a small team of researchers from the Stanford Research Institute stunned the computing world with an extraordinary demonstration. They debuted the mouse, the graphical user interface, display editing, and integrated text and graphics, hyperdocuments, and two-way video conferencing with shared workspaces. These concepts and technologies were to become the cornerstones of modern interactive computing. Uh, by the way, Engelbart patented the mouse on November 17th, 1970. Let's see, uh, December 10th is Human Rights Day, and that's it for the dates. Hey, if you got promos, pluggers, band pluggers, go directly up to my Facebook page. Uh, gig info, an art opening, etc. Send me an email. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com and bands, artists, and poets Download links, no attachments, please, and no promises. Transfer complete. Okay, in grid practice, because I'm dealing with the new gig, I didn't get a lot of time for any hands-on work, like building the bigger Sunstone battery, but I did confirm a rather significant glitch with these things concerning the aluminum wire anode, which wasn't apparent at first because I wasn't recharging them at first. Well, anyway... I discovered that the bubbling around the wire when I charged that earlier smaller battery was just a more pronounced effect of a process I saw when I charged the current AA battery for a third time the other day. I set up and drove voltage into it for eight hours, and I did notice the electrolyte around the aluminum grow moist, and after I unhooked the clips, the wire broke off at the surface. Now, when this happened before, I thought it was because the wire, being relatively soft, was just being bent too much and broke under stress. But I could see that there was actual erosion of the metal, accelerated by the act of pouring electricity into the cells. I mean, each of the alumina wires had gray slightly moist electrolyte around it while the copper wire even though you can see a little green on it hey dry as a bone you know once is an occurrence twice is a coincidence but three times is a certainty the aluminum wire though it works as a terminal metal won't hold up to repeated charging and wiring the cells in parallel only slows down the rate of decay of the metal. And I've already determined that if you just wire them up in series, you get voltage, but you get microamps, not milliamps. So now I'm considering what to replace it with. I mean, my choices are magnesium or zinc, which will largely depend on practicality and cost. But for now, 
these cells may only last if I don't recharge them. Or I think up something crazy with the wire glue as a coating. <laughs> Wait, I just thought of that this very moment. <laughs> but look, I'm not giving up on these crystal cells because they do work. Damn it. But anyway, one last thing. The other thing going on the back burner uh, concerning 12 volt batteries. Sooner or later, it seems everybody working in this area moves beyond testing their doohickeys with double A's and 9 volts and goes with straight 12 volt batteries. Because then you're dealing with real juice. But I'm not going to go with either new or refurbished car cranking batteries. And I'm not going to be using battery bank sealed lead acid batteries for prototype mini solar crank charger testing. Now the solution I've landed on will be to use 12 volt 4 amp hour sealed lead acid batteries. And since I'm going to get two of them anyway, they're perfect for the next big leap in DIY devices. A bedini motor. This is something I'll have to tackle eventually. And from a recent conversation I had with someone about my show, it seems once you climb that mountain and prove this thing actually works, people who recoil at the mere words free energy may take you seriously. And other people who are actually into DIY power, they might just take notice. So more than the Jewel Thief or the Supercap Boost Box, my own Bedini motor will be a major goal for next year. Stay tuned. Okay, for one more tune, we close out with Analog Moon, the experimental psychedelic indie band based in Asheville, led by musician, artist, and producer Todd Britton, that takes nods from the Velvet Underground, uh, Pink Floyd, the Beatles, Stones, David Bowie, and many other great artists and bands from the early 70s rock era. Their latest release is the 2016 album Io, but this tune is Soda City, released in 2010.
This show is a 1223 studio joint. Show files are at iTunes, except the number 23 and 37, and I'll keep saying it until they fix it. Internet Archive, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Mixcloud. Episode notes are on the pod pages, and you can download the MP3 directly. If you like the show, hey, tell your friends. And to hell with ratings and reviews, because I no longer give a crap. Uh, the show themes Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McClaw. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for Monday, December 11th. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my garret in the mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into the darkness.